Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode 10, Saturday morning, October 6th, and as usual, I will make sure to have this posted well before 11 o'clock a.m. Central Time, before the first morning slate of college games kick off. I can't believe that we're 10 episodes into this already. It seems just like yesterday when I started it, and I really didn't know where it would go, but I'm very excited about the amount of people that have come to me and said that they enjoy this podcast and look forward to hearing more episodes. It really gives me a lot of pleasure doing this because these are incredibly exciting times for sports betting right now, with the Supreme Court overruling PASPA this summer and allowing states to decide if they want to enter the fray and legalize sports betting. It is truly going to be the gold rush over the next few years, and I firmly believe that sports betting is going to come more front and center here in the next few years in America and become more of a normal part of everyday life. New bettors will be out there, and I think that not only is it important for people to be educated about sports betting and how to bet at all levels, from learning the basics to more advanced strategies, but also to remove the stigma involved with sports betting and gambling on sports. If everything is regulated and out in the open, I think that the sky's the limit for this. Betting and sports have always been interwoven, from the old Cro-Magnon days of spinning stone dice, to betting in backroom parlors, to fantasy sports and DFS and online sports betting today. It's all connected and always has been. So we might as well embrace it and move forward. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. I, and I'm having so much fun doing it so far. And... Honestly, it helps that that we're winning. I couldn't have dreamed for a better start so far, as we've won every single week this football season. And you can listen to every time-stamped episode here so far to prove it. But what I'm trying to preach also is not to get cocky when things are going this well. Just stick to your process, keep scraping away at the edges, and we will win this game in the long run. And we will have fun doing it. But I'm incredibly happy that the podcast Plays and Leans have cashed at this rate, this incredible rate up to this point. I'm, I'm very happy about it. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! I want more! And I look forward to bringing more guests on here to share new perspectives and just continue to do this and spread the love of sports betting and keep people up to date on the legal process as sports betting is legalized nationwide. And if nothing else, I hope to just give you a few interesting nuggets to make you think about betting differently. So in this episode, I'm going to jump right into the card for the weekend as we try to build out our portfolio for each day's action. Firstly, though, thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode. We had our first winner of the Doggy Juice Challenge on the pod, Zizzle Bizzle. And I apologize for some of the audio issues that we had in that interview. My microphone was messed up, so I sounded very quiet compared to Zizzle Bizzle at times. I tried messing with the audio levels a bit to make it more palatable. But that won't happen again moving forward. We're going to make this shit more professional. It's Just remember, it's definitely a work in progress, so strap on for the ride. So Zizzle Bizzle went 5-0 in the Doggy Juice Challenge this week. I actually went 5-0 in the actual Super Contest that I'm into myself, but obviously I'm not in the running for the Doggy Juice Challenge. But, but he took home the $25 Venmo prize last week, and this week it can be you. All you have to do is check the Super Contest lines that I posted on my Twitter and Instagram, at Doggy Juice, every Thursday. Pick your five favorite sides against the spread and send them to me before noon Central Time kickoff on Sunday, either via Twitter, Instagram, DM, or texts, or email me privately. However you you want to get them in, just do it however you need to. And just remember to get me your Monday night football total scores or tiebreaker in case more than one guy goes 5-0. 
Um, the number of people who have entered this has gone up each week, so let's keep that going, and let's hope someone else can win that $25 this week. All right, we're about to jump into the card, but first, we have a special message from a special degenerate who is on his honeymoon about 3,000 miles south of us right now. Hey everyone, this is Danimal, a.k.a. Mai Tai, a.k.a. Mud Slide, a.k.a. Rum Punch, checking in from Barbados, man. Just wanted to send my lock of the week, Stone Cold, now that I am 1-0 on this Doggy Juice podcast. The lock of the week right now is Auburn giving three, three and a half to Mississippi State. Um, I was going to go with the Illini and um, minus 3.5 or so. However, I saw that line has climbed to five. I still think that is a great bet as they play arguably the worst team in college football in Rutgers. So you could easily lock in that Illinois at minus four and a half, five. Loved it at three, but too busy getting my bronze on here. So my stone cold lock of the week is still Auburn minus 3.5. Take care, you degenerates. Now that's some dedication from our boy Danimal right there. This is a great weekend for sports. We've got our football. We've got playoff baseball. Hockey season is kicked off for all of you hosiers. And tonight we've got the UFC fight of the year between McGregor and Khabib. Uh, college basketball is right around the corner. And actually around this time of year is where I really start to dive in with my season prep on college hoops and, and even the NBA to a lesser extent. But you got to get at it early if you're going to be winning in the long run. So even that's a part of it. So this is probably one of the busiest months of the year, if not the busiest as a sports better. But it's a lot of fun. And let's jump right into the weekend card for college football week six and NFL week five. Starting with college football week six, there's a tweet from Chris Felica at ESPN that in the last four years, we've had 17 ranked teams lose to unranked teams on the first Saturday in October. And there are 17 games today between a ranked team and an unranked team. So if the average of the college football playoff era holds, odds are that four of those ranked teams will go down today. And you know me, I love me some dogs, especially home dogs. So today I think some of them are going to howl. The first one I'm taking a look at is Texas, plus 7.5, plus 8, depending where you shop. There's a lot of plus 7s out there as well. Texas against Oklahoma. Tom Herman is a dog. I've touched on it in previous pods, but he's 22-1 against the spread as a dog, dating back to his days as offensive coordinator at Ohio State, and he's 6-1 ATS as a dog at Texas, and he's won a lot of those straight up as well. And it's also notable that Texas has covered five straight games in this series, even though they've been underdogs in a lot of those games. Um, Texas is also 4-1 in their last five neutral site games. It's tough going against Kyler Murray. I think he's definitely a Heisman contender, if not the leading candidate for the Heisman, along with Tua at this point. He's converting 75% of his throws over the past three games. But I'll be on Texas in this one. Texas, an under-correlated parlay might be possible too, but I can't pass up the opportunity to back Herman again today. The numbers support it slightly, so I'm not going to be um, I'm not going to be going in for large or anything like that. But just a standard play on Texas getting the points against Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout. Next one I like 
Can't pass this one up. Virginia Tech at home tonight hosting Notre Dame. I've got plus seven and a half in pocket, and I think that that number could stay. I know that the sports books, uh, Virginia Tech is one of the sides that the books need the most today because so much money's coming in on Notre Dame. And I've boosted my Notre Dame power ranking there. They've looked fantastic with the new quarterback, and they're definitely looking like a college football playoff contender. But having said that, Virginia Tech, I think this is a perfect spot for them as a home dog tonight in Blacksburg. They lost their quarterback, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, two weeks ago and had a terrible loss to Old Dominion in that game. But then they righted the ship last week, and their new quarterback, Ryan Willis, has looked very good so far. And this is going to be an insane atmosphere tonight in Blacksburg. And with Enter Sandman, when that plays before they come out, it's incredible. Like The atmosphere is going to be right up there with, uh, with Penn State, the atmosphere there last week against Ohio State. And I also learned, thanks to uh, Brad Powers, um, who's a good follow on Twitter, that Notre Dame is 3-15 and 15 straight up on the road against ranked opponents since 2006. And Virginia Tech's a ranked opponent. They're getting 7.5 points at home, so I like that dog to bark tonight, sprinkle in a little bit of money line as well. But not going to play this for a crazy amount as well because Notre Dame has really looked good, that new offense. And that passing attack looks dangerous right now, but I can't pass up the opportunity to play that home dog tonight. Another bet that I like that's not an underdog and a team playing at home is Texas A&M. And I locked in minus five and a half. They're hosting Kentucky today. And I think Kentucky's been a great story so far, but they're still a bit of a one-dimensional team. They're ranked number 15 in the country, but I have them barely in my top 30, according to my doggy juice model. And I like the 12th man in College Station tonight, Texas A&M hosting this game. And I also like the over in this one, too. I locked in some over 49 and a half. And this is an important point to diversify the portfolio in games like this. When you like multiple angles in a game, like an over and the favorite. So Texas A&M, minus five and a half. And I like the over at 49 and a half. So it just stands to reason that I would like the Texas A&M team total over as well. So I've got that and play it. 27 and a half there's some 28s out there and that's fine at that number as well but i'm diversifying that portfolio i got some texas a&m minus five and a half got some over and i got some texas a&m team total over um, all mixed together to fill up the portfolio with with that game Um, but that one looks really good for me as well another team i like laying points today and i usually don't like laying big numbers like this but wisconsin minus 17 at home against nebraska I think the Wisconsin offensive line just has too much of an advantage in this one. And the number support laying this big number here at minus 17 or less. I wouldn't lay anything more than 17, but I've got Wisconsin in play right now. I think that they blow out Nebraska with ease today up in Madison. Some other games that I'm not necessarily betting on. There's the Danimal one. I wanted to touch on his Auburn versus Mississippi State. Danimal with his lock of the weeks on Auburn. And things have really gone downhill for Mississippi State. They've had two straight losses after starting 3-0. and They've averaged 3.4 yards per play in those losses, which is really bad. And this could be that scenario where like their, they, their season could be done. It's like a dream crusher scenario. But do they also go all in at home today hosting Auburn? I've seen a lot of sharp guys supporting Mississippi State today, especially if the number goes up to four. Um, and given the low total in this game, there actually might be value on Mississippi State, according to my numbers, with all, all those loud cowbells going on down there that home the home crowd 
but it's hard to go against the Danimo lock of the week, so I'm going to be looking at this one for in-running purposes, but I'm if this one goes up above plus four, I think I'm going to be forced to play it because I have it closer to plus one on my numbers, plus one and a half, so it's it's a close call, but we'll see how that one goes. I think that can that can go either way. Um, but I do I do kind of like the under in that one. Um, at if you can get it at 45, that would be great. It's gone down a bit. It was at 44 and a half. It was down to 43 this morning a bit. But if it ticks back up, I might get in play for smaller at at 44 and a half, 44. But we'll see if that one can go back up. Um, NC State hosting a banged up Boston College. The numbers ra- um, raised on this one. It was at minus four. Now it's at minus six. But Boston College has a lot of guys that are banged up, so I'm inclined to look at NC State here because I think the numbers support them as well. But since it's jumped up to six, it's kind of a no-man's land for me now, so I might be looking at this one for in-running. And if Boston College just looks like they can't hang, um, they've got those, they've just got a bunch of injuries right now, so I think, especially to the running game. So if they can't hang and it's looking like they're just going to get blown out, I might look to get involved in running in that one. And another one that's interesting where I, I lean, probably not going to bet, is Florida hosting LSU at home. Uh, there's a really good angle in this that I've heard last year, if you don't remember, Tom Petty died around this time of year, RIP. And Tom Petty's from Gainesville, Florida, and the Florida fans tried to sing Won't Back Down. All, like, it was like 70,000, 80,000 fans. They, they were singing Won't Back Down by Tom Petty at the end of the third quarter. And I guess the LSU fans and their band tried to drown it out. And the Florida players have not forgotten about this, so they're going to bring that extra edge this week. Unfortunately, I, that's not worth really much of anything to the line. So if anything, it might just be more of a you know first half, first quarter type of thing where they come out guns a blazing, the crowd's really into it, the twelfth man. But numbers wise, I can't get into play on Florida at anything under plus three, which is where it's at. It's at plus two right now, so I'll probably not get involved in that one. But I will look to and maybe even isolate with a first quarter, first half play on that one. We'll see. And another one I touched on earlier in the week, Iowa, which is I'm, I'm a Hawkeye myself, and it's rare when I'm playing on my team. But when you look at Iowa's numbers against the spread, they're uh, coming off, or sorry, as an away favorite. They're 12 and 2 against the spread. They're less 14, 14 times they've been an away favorite. And they're coming off their bye week. Minnesota's taking a, a walk on. Uh, they're starting a walk on true freshman at quarterback. They've got cluster injuries all over the place. Iowa's comfortable traveling up in Minnesota. A touchdown's a lot to lay on the road. I'd never like doing that. I always look to stay away from doing that. Um, you could have gotten it at minus six and a half earlier in the week. At minus seven, it's just it's less of a play, but I definitely lean that way. I, I would play it for small. Um, but I, I will be looking to play on the on the Hawkeyes today, which is a rarity for me. I usually don't find myself betting on the Hawkeyes, even though I my heart wants to. And the last one I'm going to look at, an ugly dog, but Florida State, I got them at plus 14. Anything over plus 14, Florida State against Miami today, I think you got to take a look. I think this is their Super Bowl this year, going up against Miami. They really have nothing else to play for. That team's been an utter disappointment. You can argue that Florida State's been the biggest disappointment in college football the past year or two. I know Francois was injured last year, but going into the season, if you don't remember, they were one of the favorites to, to make the college football playoff and win the title. So it's been a hard fall for that team, but catching 14 points against Miami, this is a lot of four-star recruits and five-star recruits against four-star and five-star recruits. And these a lot of these guys are from Florida. A lot of them went to high school together. They know each other. So I think Florida State can bring it today. 
I'm going to play them. Not going to go crazy on the play, but I'm going to have you know a solid unit on Florida State catching the two touchdowns today against Miami. It could get ugly, but that's value that I cannot pass up. All right, so let's move on now to NFL Week Five. So the NFL card this week is not as enticing to me as it has been in the past few weeks, which is not surprising at all because finding edges in the NFL is pretty much impossible. I think the only value you can really get at times in the long run is is attacking the opening lines and then beating the line movement. But if you're trying to bet into NFL lines on Saturday or Sunday and winning in the long run, good luck with that because that market is so sharp that there's less variability in the games and it's it's pretty much impossible to win long run in the NFL if you're betting late in the weekend like this. But there are some dogs that I'm on this week just could not resist. Um, Miami at plus seven at Cincinnati. I, that, that line's around six, six and a half, but I found a seven with a little extra juice earlier in the week. Can't pass that one up. I even sprinkled a little bit of money line at about plus 250, even plus 240 is good, but can't pass up that that dog. I think that this game should be around four, three or four, getting three or four points for Miami. So those extra few points, I'm going to take that value. I also like the under in that game. I locked in under 49 and a half earlier in the week on this one. It's it's fallen a little bit, but I think there's good value on the under. Cincinnati games have been overs recently, but they're getting some guys back. Miami has they're banged up a bit on their uh, they have some linemen. That are, that are injured, but I think this one is a good look for the under, but Miami getting the points is the play in that one. Another ugly dog, Seattle. I know, going against the Rams again, it's tough. Last week, actually, I mean, depending on when you shopped, um, with playing on the Minnesota Vikings against the Rams, it was a tough one. Probably didn't deserve to cash, but the Vikings did cash for me last week playing against the Rams. This week, I'm going to go against the Rams again. Got Seattle plus seven and a half. Get that extra hook at home in Seattle hosting the division rival. This is an outlier line. Seattle has not been this much of a home underdog since Pete Carroll's first year as head coach there. And I know the Rams have been an unstoppable force, but when you have that home crowd in Seattle and Russell Wilson has Doug Baldwin back healthy and and you know he can make plays. He's shown he's been able to do it in the past and. They could still lose by a touchdown, and you cash this ticket. I have it power rated around four and a half, five points, so even close to four. So we're getting that value, getting the full touchdown in the hook. So I'm not going to pass up on that one. I know it's an ugly dog, but Seattle's not that bad, and I like them to cover that seven and a half. Another dog I like, and this one pretty much is a home dog. You could say it how you will, but Oakland in Los Angeles but there's going to definitely be more Raider fans at that stadium because the Chargers pretty much have no fans except Arnold Schwarzenegger. But um, another story there. But Oakland, that line's moved down a little bit. It was six early in the week, but now it's gone down to like four and a half, five. But if you can get that back up to six, six and a half, I think there's good value on Oakland there. Um, just there's no home field advantage whatsoever. Maybe a point for the Chargers in this one. And I think saying that they're about a five-point better team and they never seem to really win these games that they should comfortably win, or at least you think they win, they would comfortably win. So I, I like Oakland here getting the points in that one as well, but not for a lot because it's, it's barely an edge. In the NFL, it's tough to find these edges. And then the last play I like that I have in pocket is the Steelers at minus three. 
Um, I had it. I got it at minus one ten, but the juice has gone up on this one. Atlanta's really banged up. This line's saying that they are equal teams, and I know the Steelers have been just atrocious. They're on defense this year. Their secondary is just getting ripped up. I think a lot of that's because um, they lost Shazier last year. The team's just never been the same on defense since Ryan Shazier went out and uh, no longer plays. But only asking the Steelers to win by a field goal here. Saying that these teams are equal, I, I disagree with that. I think there's a couple points of value on this one, too. So give me the Steelers laying a field goal at home against the Falcons this week. There's some other plays that I've made um, just on sites or different uh, betting outs that I have, um, just looking at numbers, rogue numbers, and betting some numbers that were just not properly priced according to the market. I've got some of those in pocket. But besides that, there's really not much else for this week in the NFL um, but that could change tomorrow morning. There could be some money on, on a favorite, open up some value on an underdog. We'll see. There's also some totals that I could get into play as well. I've, I've played some others. I, I found an over 38 in the Bills-Titans game. That's around 39 and a half right now. That's just score, asking teams to score. They could, teams could accidentally score more than 38 points in the NFL, just defensive touchdowns and short fields and stuff. So I've got a little bit of that over 38 in pocket, but don't really think that should be anything over 40 so it's just a little bit of an edge but things like that that's what i get into play on and just keep keep uh posting yourself on the doggy juice twitter and instagram for any additional plays that might come up the rest of the weekend the only thing we've got besides that is connor and khabib mcgregor khabib tonight and i'm inclined to take khabib in this but after talking to zizzle bizzle in last the last episode this week um, he says that McGregor is very much a live dog, but I'm going to see where that line goes. If it gets down to like minus 140 for Khabib, I might just be forced to take it. But at the same time, McGregor signed an eight-fight deal with the UFC. So is he really going to lose this one? Are they really going to have him lose? I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist myself, especially as a boxing fan. But it's tough to bet against Khabib, but it's also tough to bet against McGregor. So I think it's just going to be an entertaining fight. We'll see what happens. But... I think the it'll be pretty clear that the sharp money is going to be on Khabib. I know all the sports books are going to need Khabib to win, at least in Vegas. So it'll be an entertaining watch. We'll see what happens. All right, so that'll do it for episode 10 of the Doggy Juice Pod. We have officially hit double-digit episodes, and I'm excited about how far this has come so far and where it will go. Remember to get those top five picks against the spread to me before noon kickoff tomorrow for the Doggy Juice Challenge. Otherwise, good luck with your bets this weekend, and I will see you next week. Doggy Juice, out.